Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. The Just Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. To find other great podcasts in the network, visit newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Just Janice Podcast. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I am so excited for today's episode because it's going to be a little bit different than normal. So usually I just get on here, I share whatever the Lord's puts on my heart and I'm, I'm doing that today, but today's going to look a little different because I'm going to read you an account in the word of God and then share with you just something cool that God's been having me do. And so I'm just like really excited and expectant with the current season of life that God has me in. A lot of things are shifting and God's just creating just new things in my life. And I love that he always takes us from glory to glory. And just being real with you guys, a few months ago, I just kind of had this moment with the Lord where I was like, what is happening? Like, I feel like everything is changing. And I know like the age old saying, nothing ever, you know, nothing stays the same. And so I'm okay with that. And I've, I've never been someone who really bucks change or, or struggles with change, but it is hard sometimes when you don't know why things are changing and you don't really see what lies ahead. And so I've just been continuing to press into him to not abandon the secret place. And Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 has just been a banner over me, which is to trust in the Lord with all of your heart, not lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And so I just love the promises that are in the word of God that encourage my heart to just keep going forward, to keep to keep plowing, to keep trusting that his plans for me are only ever good. And so I pray that encourages you to just a reminder that God is good and faithful. And I know a lot of people right now that are just going through transitions and entering into new seasons. And with that comes the letting go of old seasons. And, and even though that's hard and, and, and difficult and, and heart wrenching sometimes, it's such a beautiful thing to know that God is taking us into new things. And it's exciting. So it's kind of where I'm at. And I just had a moment a few months ago of really just surrendering this new season to the Lord, thanking him for this season of life and ministry and things that I've just come out of and all that he's done. And then just praising him for what lies ahead. And so it's exciting and, and, and just so fun. And so I've been working on some different creative content with writing and different things. And so right now I'm actually working on creating another booklet. I've released three of them already, but this new one is called Encounters. And I'm really just digging into the Word of God and taking stories that are in the Gospels and embellishing them, bringing them to life. And so it's been really fun. I've gotten several of them done, and I'm going to share one of them with you today. So this is like hot off the press, new. I've only shared it with like a few people. And so I want to start out with the scripture references that I'm pulling these stories from and then share with you what God gave me to write. And so the Bible references for this are in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, which are known as the Synoptic Gospels because they share a lot of the same stories. And then there's the book of John, which is not part of the Synoptic Gospels. But these account, the account of what I'm going to share is found in Matthew 9, 20 through 22, Mark 5, 25 through 34, and Luke 8, 43 through 48. 
I'm going to read the account of Mark just because there's more details in it. And I love when you find a story and account in all three of the synoptic gospels, you read each of them, you get like different pieces to the puzzle because they're stories that are shared from different perspectives, different writers. And so it's like with any story, if you had three different people that showed up to an event or were at an event or whatever, you're all going to have different takes. And when you piece it all together, you get the entire picture. So it's really cool. I love doing that when I'm studying the word to read accounts in all three. And so I'm going to read in Mark just because it has the most details, but I encourage you to read all of them and I'll put it in the show notes so that you can find them easily. So this is Mark 5, 35 through 34. And it says, Twenty-five through thirty-four. I read that wrong. Okay, so it's now a certain woman had a flow of blood for twelve years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment, for she said, "If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well." Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction." And so that's, that's um, again, Mark 5, 25 through 34. And so as I read these scriptures, I love to just think about like what their life was like. And, and so as I've created this like story, I guess you could say embellished story of this woman, I just tried to make it so that like we could feel the emotions that she went through and understand her at a deeper level. And so this is obviously completely fiction. <clears throat> so disclaimer there, but I'm going to share with you what I wrote for this. Another day passes with no answers. I don't even recognize my reflection anymore. The girl I once was is locked up in faint memories. I can feel my body continually growing weaker as my hope wanes with it. I've tried everything and spent all that I have with nothing to show for it. Every doctor has tried their best to come up with a cure. Nothing has worked and my my condition keeps getting worse. Some have seen my face so much I can sense their tangible angst when they see me. Deep sighs and their pitiful expressions tell me that nothing has changed and there is nothing they can do for me. I remember the days when life seemed carefree and easy and my heart felt light. Those days feel so long gone, almost like another lifetime. I had such an anticipation for what my life would look like. Dreams, expectations, ambitions, all of those have been dashed by dread and doubt. Now, just to get through the day feels like never-ending, draining drudgery. This is not at all how I expected my life to turn out. This is not at all the picture I painted in my mind for myself. I know I was created for more than this, yet this is my story. The reality of being unwanted is wrapped in a 12-year cocoon of isolation. That's over 4,000 beautifully painted sunrises and carefully crafted sunsets spent alone, void of any solutions to make my condition better. I don't want to hide, but I am unclean and I have no choice. Everyone knows me as the woman with the issue of blood. 
This is not the reputation I ever expected to have. It's repulsive. It's embarrassing. It's shameful. Oh, how I wish this was not my story yet. Without a miracle, it always will be. I just want to be wanted, but that's impossible because I'm an untouchable outcast. I've heard rumors that the Messiah has come. They say that he is a healer and many have been healed by him. The commotion outside my home tells me he is here in my hometown. My desperation drives me to do the unthinkable. I cloak myself heavily to disguise my identity. I weigh the risk and press through the crowd. If I get caught, it could mean certain death, but at this point I'm not living anyway, so it's worth it. I know that whatever I touch along the way will be considered unclean, so I try my best to stay hidden and avoid contact with others to get to him. It's impossible. People are everywhere. I keep my head down while discreetly peering through the crowd to find him. People are thronging a man in the middle. That must be him, but he is impossible to get to. I know that if I can get close enough to touch even the hem of his garment, it will change everything for me. I see a slight opening in the crowd, barely big enough to fit my arm through, but I seize the opportunity and forge forward toward Messiah. I count to three, mustering up what little strength I have and press through. I can't quite get to him, so I stick with my original plan and grab onto the hem of his garment. Immediately, I feel the flow of blood cease in my body, and I know that I have been made whole. I'd hoped that he wouldn't notice me in the crowd, but he does. He stops everything and calls me out. He asks who touched him. I tremble at the thought of being caught. He knows that virtue left his body, and it was that virtue that healed me. Those around him think it's an absurd accusation because so many are thronging him, yet I know he knows it was me. With nothing to lose, I fall before him and I speak up, confessing that it was me who had touched him. I expect reprimanding, rejection, and punishment, yet when I look up into his eyes, I only see kindness, love, and acceptance. He calls me daughter and he sends me away in peace. Messiah moves on and the crowd continues to throng him while I attempt to comprehend what just happened. Tears of joy pour down my face and hit the ground. I feel weariness giving way to strength in my body as I slowly stand to my feet. I can feel my heart bursting with hope as I begin to realize what this means for me. I don't have to hide anymore. This encounter has changed my life forever. So that is my um, the first account that I actually wrote about for my new booklet called Encounters. I have a few more done and a lot more ideas because my brain is always going 100 miles an hour with just creative content and things um, that the Lord puts on my heart. So I pray that that encouraged you. And I just pray more than anything, honestly, that you love the Word of God. That is something that I, if I, like, if you could have one wish in the whole wide world, what would you, I would pray that people would obviously know God and, and experience salvation and what it means to be born again. But I, next to that would pray that people would walk in intimacy with him and they would really love his word because his word is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness that the worker of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. There's so much about the word of God that is so good and that has truly changed my life personally. And so I love, even though I've read the gospel books more times than I even can count, I love to to read them and just to really ponder and think about, meditate on what their experiences were like outside of what's recorded. And I love that the word of God says that Jesus did so many miracles that there literally are not enough books in the world to contain all that he did. He did so much during his ministry here on here on earth and it's it's a beautiful thing. And so I just love to do that when I'm reading. Like, obviously, you can tell with what was created here just to think about, like, what was her life like living in, like, for her with 
the woman with the issue of blood day in and day out. Like they were someone who bled like she did were, was considered unclean. And so she had to be ostracized from society and was not allowed to be around people because whatever she touched would be called unclean. And so that just thinking about like how isolated she must have felt and how alone and, and all of that. And so I just love the word of God. I love that as we read the word of God, it builds faith in ourselves for what God can and will do. The word says that we'll do the works that he did in greater. And so when we, we can't really even know what that is if we don't read what he did and to know that he performed signs, miracles, and wonders, like so many amazing things that he did. And he just set that precedence and example for us. And the only way and reason that we can do any of those things is when we're born again, his spirit dwells within us. The Bible says that the resurrection power, the dunamis power of Jesus Christ lives on the inside of us. And so we should expect that we can live our lives the way that he did. And we should expect that we can do what the word of God tells us we can do. And so I just pray for an increase in faith over you as you dive more into the word of God and just apply it to your lives. It's so good. So, so good. And so this is just super short message for today. I felt like that's all I really wanted to share. That's all that was on my heart to share today. So I'm going to pray over you and just pray that you're blessed. Father God, I thank you so much for this episode. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the power of your presence, God. I thank you that your spirit dwells within us. And God, I pray that we would just be more aware of what that actually means and that we would realize that your spirit is is so powerful and the resurrection power of Jesus Christ lives inside of us. And so I pray that we would live our lives from that reality. God, that you are almighty, all-powerful. Nothing is impossible for you, God. And I just thank you for what you are doing in the lives of every single person that will listen to this podcast, God, that you have so many incredible plans for them. God, I pray that you would fill their heart with faith, that you would fill their heart with hope and expectation for what you have for them, God, because your plans for us are only ever good. So I just praise you and thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness, your grace, and your mercy. I thank you that your mercies are new every morning. And so I pray for anyone listening who is just dealing with weariness, frustration, disappointment from their past. God, I pray that those things would break off them in the name of Jesus and they would they would just move forward more fully into what you have for them and that nothing would hinder them, hold them back, slow them down from what you have for them, God. I pray a release of joy over every person listening to this podcast. God, I thank you that you promise joy as a fruit of the Spirit when we abide in you. So I thank you, God, for the abiding, that we are just remaining in the shelter of the Most High. God, I thank you that you are covering us you are with us. You go before us. You are behind us. You surround us. God, you are so good and so faithful. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.